Welcome to the BWT But We're Together podcast. Eavesdrop on our conversation as an interracial couple. I'm Darlene and I'm black. I'm Wes and I'm white. We are going to talk about travel and lifestyle, family and personal topics, education, news, and trending topics. Let's go. Hi, Darlene. Hey, Wes. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm excited for this episode because we get to talk about your recent trip to Japan. I know. I went to Japan. I missed you on my trip. Oh, that's that's (laughs) very nice. Uh, Before we get started, we just want to ask you to go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, give us some written feedback and suggestions on what you'd like to hear and what you appreciate or like about the podcast. That would be amazing. We'd love yes, to hear it would. From yes, you. it would. We'd love to hear from you. We sure would. All right. So let's talk about Japan. So I've prepared a lengthy set of questions. Did you? Did you? I'm just kidding. I have, I have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the first thing is why Japan? Like the genesis of the trip. Tell us a little bit about how that started. Well... Um, I have a friend, her name is Michelle, and she travels the world. She's <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michelle. Yeah, Michelle's been traveling a lot in the, her lifetime. So um, she's often asked me to go places, and I haven't been able to go for various reasons. I was raising my kids, I was working, I didn't have the money or whatever. Uh, and then finally, this last year, I think it was about a year ago, we started talking about going on a trip again. Mm. And she goes, well, I haven't been to Japan. And I'm like, Okay, I haven't either, but I it wasn't really on my radar to go because I haven't mm. even been to Italy or Spain yet. So, Which are um, kind of our list as a couple. Yeah, as yeah. a couple, and so that was the thing. I was like, well, Japan, I could go with Michelle because I could. That still leaves me to go to Italy or, or uh, Spain with Wes. And I was like, well, that would be kind of cool, Asian country across the Pacific, and um, so yeah, we decided that we were going to plan it, and it, we <laughs> Michelle planned a lot did of a it. Lot, did a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She was very uh, encouraging. I'm going to go ahead and book the rooms. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she booked an awesome room. So, in terms of what I guess what I'm wondering is kind of your before picture, like what did you know that you were going to, or like what did you desire to see or get out of your, because you're mainly going to be in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what were your expectations at in terms of like Well, Michelle, had kind of we had kind of talked about what type of uh, tours we might uh, go on, what types of things was I interested in, so she could, you know, we could have kind of plan on um, any tours we might um, pay for, you know, and go on. So I had told her that I wanted to see some temples. I wanted to see some shrines. I wanted to, um, definitely see what downtown Tokyo was like. Um, and I thought I wanted to go on the countryside, um, and maybe Mm. do some hiking and maybe some kayaking. I didn't know what the conditions were for that, but, um, those were some of my expectations or, or kind of, and I've envisioned some of that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like to travel in general? Like, were you thinking like, I want to be busy from sunup to sundown or I want to like kind of have unstructured time or structured time. Like what's Mm. your like personality type? Well, I think I'm kind of um, I like structure like a kind of a loose structure. Um, So by that, I mean, I think I wanted I knew I wanted to do a tour 
But then I didn't want to do a tour every day mm. uh, because I knew that that would probably be tiring and it didn't allow me to be inquisitive. Mm. You know, oh, that's interesting. Uh, it just was going to be someone telling me everything I needed to know as opposed to me um, maybe finding out some things on my own and, or talking to people in, you know, from Tokyo. But the thing about Tokyo is that the people don't speak English. And so when you go to a country like that, I found out it's really the tours make sense because mm. you have a tour guide that speaks English and that could really interpret and um, kind of deliver information to you in a way you understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember seeing you actually videoed some of the tour guide on the bus and yeah. she was doing like actual kind of vocab lessons. Oh, like, at the end. Yeah, she was. So, I was like, how, she is um, working all day. Like, like talking, a teacher. I, yeah, she gave us all this information, like like so, so much of before the. Before we go on, is it was this day one, like your first? Yeah, day? Yeah, well, when we got there, the first day we chilled. You know, I think kind we of just, recovery time, jet lag yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah. Put put our bags away. We had dinner at the hotel restaurant, which was excellent. Um, we you know went to bed, got up pretty early, mm. um, had our first experience on the. Um, on the train, okay, because we had to take the train to to the tour, to the tour oh. where the tour was going to meet at up at. Um, Let's touch on the train a little bit before we go back to that tour. What's the tra- travel system or setup, or how do most people get around? What so did you see? Uh, we were in Shinjuku, which is a, a district or ward in um, Tokyo. It's like really really busy, but and Shinjuku is often. What the the train station? There's a Shinjuku train station, which is the largest in the world, mm. and it's very very comprehensive. Like it it the line goes, you know, all over Japan, all over Japan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was really like. Um, it was, what was your question? Like, wh- wh- just what did you notice about people and their transportation habits? Well, they're, the it's station? very comprehensive and it's very efficient. And so wherever you need to go in Tokyo or beyond there, you can do it and you could do it fairly quickly without waiting. Like the train seemed like it was coming every five minutes and oh, they come on time and, and yeah, they are crowded and you don't, it's not, it's not for, uh, the faint of heart. Cause you have to really <laughs> study those, those, uh, trains train schedules and see, you know, where your destination is. If you have to make a transfer, um, you have to know if you're going eastbound, coming back westbound, you know what I mean? You have oh, to know. Yeah. So it was really and kind of difficult. Are things marked in English? Like- yeah, they are in English, but you still have all this Japanese writing inside of the train station. And so it just mm-hmm. looks like a lot of stuff to look at. <laughs> so you're processing like it's you can find the English, but you're also like there's just yeah, looks you're like trying a lot to, of information. Yeah, you're really studying like you have to really focus on what you're trying to get mm-hmm. to. Michelle was good. at She had the map out like you have my my phone wasn't that reliable and my apps and stuff. I was just like, oh, my God. So when you have your map out in front of you, you could just follow it along and, and you see where the train is stopping. And then the train, the train side, the train's really clear because the next stop where you are is clear where the next stop is and the stop after that. Oh, so like it's displayed inside the train. Yeah, inside the train. Oh, so where the nice. stops. are, Yeah. So if you know kind of. Well, if you know where your stop is that you need to get off, you mm-hmm. you will be able to see it. And they announce it in Japanese first, and then they announce it in English. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, wow, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't get sticky until we tried to go where we had to really make a transfer, and we were supposed to try to get on the bullet train to Kyoto, yeah. and that was a big thing because we didn't have the right ticket for a transfer and all this stuff. So right. that was that was kind of a. a a little heartbreaking. A little day. heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking morning, frustrating, but 
uh, you know, yeah. that's how I went. So let's go back to that first kind of full day with the full tour. Uh, what was that experience like? Um, who was on the tour with you? Um, did you meet people? What What were other people looking to see? Um, oh, so the, the tour bus had an array. Oh, gosh, it was super diverse. We had uh, Indonesian people. I met an Indonesian lady uh, and her mother. Uh, there was a girl from England. There was a guy from Portland. Uh, there were uh, there was a family from the Philippines, so all over the world, people mm. were on this tour bus. So it's kind of like <laughs> interesting, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what they make movies out of. You know, it's like all these people end up at this place, and they're from all over the. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Did you feel like it was a sitcom about to happen, or? <laughs> no, I was hoping not. But no, everybody was cool. And the bus, it was a huge bus, and it was air conditioned and stuff. So, and there is a Japanese tour guide, and she did her job really well. And yeah, she, she had flip charts, I noticed, uh, and well, just going over vocab and things. Yeah, well, that was at the end. But the, the tour mm. was like all day. Oof. And we hit like about seven or eight spots. Oh, wow. Um, shrines, uh, one major shrine. We went to a Buddhist temple. We went uh, to a market. Mm-hmm. Um we ended up on a um, a boat mm-hmm. where we had like late lunch. They just not really worried about food apparently because we had that. <laughs> we didn't eat until like two, and I was oh. like pretty hungry. Yeah, it's a little surprising. <laughs> yeah, I did. it was a big surprise. Um, we got on the the boat and we had like the meal was prepared for us and it was overlooking oh. the water. You know, it was on oh, the boat. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and then we had a boat tour, but yeah. we well it wasn't a tour. We just went on the boat and it. It went on the water. So it wasn't like uh, <coughs> somebody narrating what you're looking no, at. No, which so was, was great just, because we she had been talking for like three or four hours. So I was done with school at that point. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Like looking back on that first day of the full tour, were there spots where you're uncomfortable or would you do it again? Or looking back, what was the benefit and the drawbacks of that kind of tour? Oh, the tour? I thought I was like anticipating kind of being cramped up and like ready to do something on my own. But <clears throat> I learned a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, really interested in cultures anyway. And what she told us was kind of like it really exposed and um, gave you, um, you know, um, information about the culture that you would have never known. Um, like the, there's two major religions, even though they'll say they're not really religious, mm. but the religion is so embedded into the culture that people are practicing. Buddhism and, and Shin, uh, Shinzu, is that uh, Shinto. Shinto. Yeah. Um, Shinto has to do with shrine. So if it's a Shinto religion, there's a shrine involved. Uh, it doesn't have, um, there's no dogma, she said, and no book, no scriptures with the Shinto, hmm. where with Buddhism there is, and with Buddhism there's the temples. <clears throat> um, it's very a, a very open religion, the Shinto, so there's various, they worship all kinds of people, and they'll enshrine people that they uh, end up doing something very hmm. uh, significant to the culture, or for the culture, like they enshrine the the... <clears throat> President or prime minister, I don't know, emperor. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not emperor. But anyway, the person that brought democracy to mm-hmm. Tokyo, okay. it turned the, or Japan, it turned the culture around and it brought it into prosperity and all of this. So oh, they have enshrined him. And that was the first shrine that we went to was uh, the one that was devoted to him. Yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was cool. It was yeah. really like she, she had so much information. And my friend told me she had the tour book. 
And most of the places in that tour book yeah. we went to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, and they talked about the uh, the samurai and the ninja. And um, there was like 150 years of straight war before mm. that changed and turned around. And So I'm not oh. very familiar, but they were like clashing... <laughs> Like different sects or, or yeah, it was a groups? civil. It was a civil war. So, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So uh, that part, I don't know the like a lot because her English was good, but it wasn't mm. <clears throat> good enough for you to get like a full history. Yeah. So you were listening and then kind of kind of filling in the in the gaps. Like like when you yeah. say civil war, then I think American civil war, and I try to make some sort of correlation well, between I, that. I, like, I'm not sure if it was the, the samurai and the ninjas were fighting each other. Oh. I, I don't know. But, Listeners, um, uh, reach out and let us know if you know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. Give give the uh, the tour a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Would you do it again if that was oh, your yeah. first time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would recommend that tour. We, we were... Uh, because we would stay, oh, and we went to the Imperial Palace, and we found out that um, that's where the emperor lives with his family, which seemed kind of, like, cool, but then, like, super isolated. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I would be, like, and, and she kept referring to regular folks as the commoners and the imp- imp- emperor people as, like, you know, the Royalty. royal family. Yeah. royal family. And so you got the feeling that there was a big distinction and they did not associate with common people, which mm. would be a little bit lonely because how many other people are royal family? You're just right. talking about 10 or 20 people your whole life. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> so, is interesting. Or like diplomats or whatever you do. But um, and then we found out that Tokyo was not the original capital mm. and that Kyoto was the original capital. Oh, that's I remember you telling yeah. me that. And the Kyo, uh, like that is actually in Tokyo and Kyoto and... I think yeah, that means capital. Yeah, right? it means capital, old and new capital. <laughs> yeah, or so. Yeah, some east or west or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, so the uh, Tokyo, to- you have Kyoto, which is also in Tokyo, uh, and so that Kyo means capital, mm. and then the Tok and the Oto mean something else. Oh, um, that's interesting. And then they move the capital because the emperor moved <laughs> to Tokyo <laughs> oh, from yeah, and so. I think there's like a little bit of contention about that. Like sure. the Kyoto is like, we're the real capital or something right, like that. Right, right. Kind of like in the United States, I think the capital is originally in New York and they moved it to the south and it was part of this political yeah. uh, compromise, which was, I learned, I think, in uh, Hamilton, the musical. Oh, yeah. We just learned all kinds yeah. of stuff this summer, huh? <laughs> which is uh, one of our other recent episodes. But just just curious on like your first day or two in in Kyoto visually, like when you picture Mm -hmm. uh, picture Tokyo visually, what comes to mind? What are the striking images from the first? Uh, Well, gosh, it's just this huge city um, surrounded by water. But you don't see the water. So you were on a boat. So you you did yeah. get that experience with the water. Yeah, and the water's all through the town too. Like you, if oh. you go on the freeways and stuff, you're next to. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Water. So there's kind of waterways through the. There's city. waterways through the city, but not like right up in the city because it's super dense with with buildings mm. and um in their high rises and it's really it is densely populated. But I think my first impression with Tokyo or what I imagined was more. Like people just shoulder to shoulder walking down the street and you just can't, you know, even get by or something like that. Um, But it wasn't like that. Mm. Um, The only time it got like crazy to me was when we went to Times Square because they have a Times Square and it was like a Friday night. We had we just were like, oh, we need to get souvenirs. Where do we go? We found out about this place where they ended up being in Times Square and Times Square was just like way so many people. I was like, oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So there were a whole bunch of people there. And that was a little much. And then the time that we were trying to get to the bullet train to go to Kyoto, we ended up being in uh, rush hour traffic in the train station around 9 a.m. And that was there were so many people. I have footage of that. I think I put it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. I I know I eventually want to get to like, how did you feel as like an American? Like, were there distinctions, like attitudes that you picked up because people knew you're American or just your own self-awareness. And I also, as an African-American or somebody who's black visiting Tokyo, things that stood out to you that you think, like, I wouldn't experience. Or, yeah. Um, so those we don't have to touch on that right away, but just be mindful of that kind of, I think that's part of our curiosity of our conversation oh, yeah. like, uh, for our listeners is, as an interracial couple, what, what are those um Yeah, what was it like, like? Yeah, being with Michelle, two I, black women traveling through Japan? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you did. You were aware of when you saw other black people in Tokyo. It was, oh, I took it made a picture. Impact. You took a picture. Every time I saw one, because there's so few. Really? Yeah, it's a, like a really monolith. Like it's a homogenous mm. society, and you see... Japanese people, except for like tourists or the occasional business person um, from another place. You know, it was very, very much like so you you. And then the thing I noticed when I stepped off the plane, you weren't looking at people that were oppressed. You were looking at people with a little swag, like a little they didn't seem colonized. They didn't seem they seemed Mm. like they were they're on top of their game. Mm. That's That's interesting. Yeah. And how did that make you feel? Good. I want to be around people that are, you know. I want to be around confident and you don't want to feel like that oppression. You want to feel like people are happy or whatever. Mm. Um, And like prosperous, you want to feel that even though, you know, that's not everything in the world, but that prosperity is um, part of, you know, help that helps with the culture. Can you unpack um, that a little bit? Like what, what did you sense that made you think, Oh, there's prosperity or, there's swag or there's confidence. Like, what did you well, see? Uh, I think, like, I saw how they carried themselves and they carried themselves uh, with, uh, like, swag. What is swag? So, so like, their actual physical movement. Yeah, they is, had. They were about it. Like, they were walking like they had somewhere to go. They were... Um, they weren't bothered by me. You know how you go to some countries that aren't used to, like maybe it's they're isolated or something and mm. they see an American and they're like, oh my kind God, throwing off, throwing their, off game. their game <laughs> a lot. And they may even stare at you. These people weren't, basically didn't, they, they were used to the tourism. They're used to Americans. Mm. Uh, they weren't, they weren't phased by anything. They were just doing their thing. Mm. Um, and then the other way is, you know, you know, they, they, they're, prosperous by the way they dress Um, oh yeah you did say the shopping culture in tokyo felt kind of high-end oh yeah that Um, was really kind of tough because i was looking for i'm like they don't have no coles type store here (laughs) yeah like in tokyo it's all high-end stuff is very expensive um, to shop, so it wasn't. At there least wasn't in a, the ward you were in, or yeah, in Shinjuku, it's a pretty high, you know, apparently high end district. There's something else about Shinjuku that we didn't realize when we were there, but um, about the type of culture. But um, so I think so. When you ask, so dress, attitude, in the way that they carry themselves, um, you know, you could just. Tell yeah, and you probably see prosperity in 
like the signs of commerce or like the buildings or the shops. Yeah, or yeah. You can kind of tell the level of commerce or. Right. Uh, yeah. And business. they were. Yeah. And they'd sit in coffee shops and drink the, a lot of the women. Like it was kind of traditional, like that patriarchy type stuff where you, you felt like the men, mostly men were on their way to work on the trains. Uh, fewer women, but there's definitely mm, women sure. that were, you know, business women. You could, t- you know, they're going to work. So there was a, like a spectrum of, it looked like women that sort of were out just shopping, mm. but maybe well to do, maybe their husbands worked. There were women that were working and they had like some kind of bag that kind of indicated that. Um, and they were walking like they had somewhere to go as opposed to kind of, you know, leisure, leisure yeah. talk and leisure little coffee meetings or something. A lot of meetings with women, women meeting, men meeting and having drinks mm. or, or um, eating. There were there were old people that met. And so uh, do you feel I remember you saying this. Do you feel like they're less isolated? Like when I think of downtown L.A. or New York or Chicago, like I think I might see a lot of people kind of alone on on their way to work or to or from but i i don't remember like i think central park is famous for having like chess or checkers there's places where people congregate but that that seems very old world almost and in the hustle and bustle of american cities you don't see people socializing no but you know but tokyo i think there's money there and i think that there's more there's probably like there's different um, lifestyles going on or meeting up in one place. Um, at night, like I think it was maybe the weekend or Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, I thought I saw a lot of, um, entertaining, you know, like people going out, out, um, friends meeting up, Hmm. um, business people meeting up groups. I wasn't sure what the connections were, but they, you know, I, I did see, and it seemed like people were happy. Happy, Yeah. I do remember you saying that and that plays into that swag and that prosperity. Yeah. Like you see people out enjoying themselves. Yeah. And so it gave you a, a good Yeah. And it feeling. felt a little bit like you, you didn't feel like when I got off the plane in Japan, I, f- I didn't, it didn't feel that much different than America hmm. in the same way that we feel our, the same confidence or whatever. We're not really worried. Although, you know, there's obviously a difference going on because America is so diverse, but in general, mm. you know, it, it just didn't feel that much different than here. The That's tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, uh, you haven't really touched on the weather yet and I know that it oh made my God. an impact. <laughs> yeah. It was really hot. Like that. We, we knew that July was going to be hot, <coughs> But we didn't maybe count on the humidity being as um, mm-hmm. high as it was. It was really, really hot. <laughs> so summer in Tokyo is high humidity. And in high July. Humidity. Yeah. 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 Um, and people just had on their outfits that were very cute. And dr- they still had on their business attire. And they were people were walking. And yeah. um, nobody was. I was like, gosh, you know, no one smelled. I was like, what kind of products are they using? Because <laughs> if I walked out in this stuff all day long, I would just be dying. A sweaty mess. <laughs> yeah. But they still had, you know, kept up their their look their yeah did you have any favorite part of kind of the tokyo uh attire things oh you liked? yeah there was a well my friend kept saying she goes you really like those umbrellas so the <laughs> umbrella thing is like 
it, it becomes a part of the uh, outfit. It was like an accessory for the mm. women because they use it all day for the sun and they or for the rain. Mm. So they're, it, they get used all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it, they're really, really cute. Like there's so many different types of umbrellas with little designs around the edges, you mm-hmm. know, or lace oh, yeah. or um, flowers or just it was they were so cute and all different colors and. Very petite. It was a very feminine. Mm. And they um, accessorized the outfits. And I just thought that was adorable. Um, and the women dress really cute and they're very small. And so the clothes they put on look really good on them. I mean, there's like some people that were bigger and they seem like they were just maybe built that way. Not necessarily eating. I felt like they're they they're much healthier than we are. Hmm. Much healthier. Say more about that. Well, I mean, they're probably a petite people anyway, but I mean, we could, you could easily just be fat. I mean, and not, you know, I'm not fat shaming anyone, but um, they're just not. They're but you're talking about big. like in general, like when you look around. Yeah, you see are... very few people overweight. Huh. Mostly, I'd say 95% of the population are petite. Yeah. And the clothes when you go shopping are also like made to fit that society. And so that definitely reflected that, oh, these people just aren't getting very big. So like the biggest skirt size I saw was like a six. Wow. And so, I mean, you're not an anthropologist, (laughs) but just any insight why, why that is? I mean... Well, I didn't see them eating a lot of food. Like they might eat some sushi and they have their rice. And then, I mean, my, my thing is like, mm. they've been eating the same diet for centuries, probably. Mm. They're not, they're not like a migrating group. They've been in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've been eating that diet for so long that they haven't acquired all these allergies and all this stuff that we do from, from mm. eating things that we've adapted to, but maybe our bodies really don't like, you mm. know. That's interesting. I mean, that's just something that, but then they're, they're walking walking all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish, like, I think back east and probably everywhere but California, it seems like, because everywhere I go, people are walking except for California. Um, maybe the south, too. And I think the, that's where there's a lot of big people. Um, so they're just, they're just, um, I don't even think they're conscious about it. It's just a lifestyle. Yeah. They're not trying. I mean, there's, I saw people riding bikes. I did see a couple of runners, but a, a very few. Yeah. Oh, um, point out something else about, you noticed there weren't that many pets or people didn't seem to be. No. Like we go to Fashion Island, people are oh, ca- gosh. carrying yeah, their no. dogs around. Yeah, in, we in live in, yeah, in Orange County. People have their dogs and it's a thing. It's like a culture there. That's yeah. in Orange County, though. That's not like inland and yeah this seems but i like, think it's very hip right now to have pets as, yeah. as an american i saw maybe four four pet four dogs the whole time and oh. they were little bitty dogs they weren't like german shepherds that's interesting that's so if anybody <laughs> has any insight as to pet culture in japan but darling you just didn't see that many no i felt like there was no yeah and i felt like it, there was a lot of uh there you didn't tell me the most what what it what struck me the most hmm. Well, but we didn't talk about race, but um, I there is no crime. Oh yeah, talk about that. It's like, like you... super safe. I I couldn't believe it. And then I had to ask people like, why is it so safe here? Um, but like the one our first night or second, I think it was the night we did a food tour where we went to various a uh, couple of restaurants and mm. tried different kind foods. Of local restaurants. Local that, restaurants. Okay, yeah. Were hard to find. Yeah, and we. Um, we had our, our guide take us in. First place was super nice. I mean, all the places to eat were amazing. So we could talk about the food. But um, our first night or second night, there was a little kid riding his bike down the sidewalk 
with no parental supervision. This was at night, after dark, and nobody was worried about him. He knew exactly where he was going. (laughs) That would have been a child abuse case here. Mm. Like, where's your parent? Mm. You're out here. Yeah. It was crazy. And then, like, another example is there was a, a, you'd see bikes parked, you know, against the uh, bike racks, Mm -hmm. but no locks. Oh, so they just trust that people aren't going to make yeah, off with their bike. Yeah, and people don't make off with their bike. <laughs> I mean, it's not right? just, yeah. And then I saw a lady at the train station. She had put her purse down and walked away. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then she came back. She knew her purse wasn't going to get touched. I was I was the one, you know, amazed at this um, you know, lack of violence, not violence, but theft. Yeah. Um, but then you just do a little bit of asking around and like Japan is very safe. Yeah. Tokyo, Tokyo, this densely populate, populated yeah. place that has tourism. Yeah. But they they just have a very safe society. Yeah. So a couple of things we're kind of wrapping up, but I do want you to hit on race and um, maybe talk a little bit about your experience with music there. Uh, yeah. So what what did you feel like a black woman in Tokyo just in uh, terms of race? Like what was like you're you're tuned into those conversations here in America. Yeah. What did you sense over there? Well, it's a uh, very homogenous. And so I felt like I was definitely visiting and like it, it, it's a great place for a black woman to experience maybe. But if you were for me to try to be there full, uh, like if I, oh, I'm going to have a job and be an expat or something in Japan, I I would not want to do it mm. because I definitely felt like I'm a black woman, me and my friend, black woman in a place where there's all Japanese, you stand out like a sore thumb mm. and I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like once you get into the culture that they would be that accepting. They're very kind and generous and um, cordial as mm. a tour to a tourist. But I mean, when I was walking down the street, they're not staring because they see tourism all the time. But there was like some, a little bit of like, you know, I felt like there was a difference and they were, they noticed the difference and, you know, they weren't trying to engage just the regular folk, a few, mm. but not too much. So I, I wouldn't, it, I felt like a visitor. Mm. And yeah. that's interesting in the, um, just that sense of being like, not part of this homogenous group. Yeah. And there's just kind of like an unsettling feeling. Now, had there been like no language barrier, I don't know. Like oh, on the language been, barrier. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you can't speak the language. And yeah. maybe if I knew someone too, like I found out later that my son uh, knows folks in, in Japan and Tokyo. And then like later I found out uh, that other people I knew um, know people there, but I didn't know that at the time. So I don't know what it would have been like if I could have been a little bit more on the inside yeah um how that would have felt you know but yeah i was definitely on the outside visiting and that's what i felt yeah all right so i got a kind of a wrap it wrap it up type of question for you so darlene with your experience having been to japan let's say sometime in the future you get to go back to japan Mm -hmm. what do you tell yourself in terms of like being mentally uh, prepared and managing your expectations and also setting some goals. Like mm. what do you, what is the older, wiser Darlene of, you know, 
Oh, the, just like, your post Japan trip. Yeah, well, post Japan. Next, next. I think I would uh, really um, my apps, my my phone just wasn't doing the things that I needed it to do. So I would really w- make sure that I had like mm. a translation app. I would make sure that mm. I that my Google Maps was doing what I needed. Like buy an in country SIM card. That was one of the things that we thought of but didn't. Yeah, do. but then. Yeah, but um, here, Jackie's daughter said, I, and you said this too, the Google Maps, you just download and you get pinned. Yeah, but Google Maps now has an offline uh, feature where you can download it in a Wi-Fi area and then it'll work outside the Wi-Fi. Yeah, it but just, I couldn't. Well, I did and then didn't know what I did. So, I mean, I'm not <laughs> the best at the technology. So I think all of that would, stuff would have to be in place. Um, okay, so some better prep with technology. Yeah, so what that else? if there was a language barrier, I could mm. better communicate. Because um, there is a language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also, if we were trying to go to Kyoto, I think I would probably go to Kyoto, stay there. Do what you need to do and then take the bullet train to Tokyo and stay in Tokyo. Okay. So it's several hours to Kyoto, two and a half or something. So trying to make a one day trip out of it is five hours. It would have been hard. It would have been hard, even if it would have worked out. Um, I would have um, maybe gone when the cherry blossoms bloom. I think the weather Mm. might be better. And then I would get to see cherry blossoms. and I think, like Shinjuku, we found found out when we got home that it's also a district where uh, there's like a, it's a gay. Gay culture. Yeah, gay culture. I don't care about that, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So when we went to the pit. Oh, yeah. Talk about the pit a little yeah, bit. Yeah. The pit was awesome. It's a jazz uh, venue. It's very famous and pretty well known in uh, Japan and Tokyo and probably people that have visited there uh, and pretty famous people or, or at least really good musicians play there. So Michelle and I went and listened to a, a set. Mm. And there, it was really, really good. You go downstairs and it's set up like uh, much like the New York jazz um uh, venue, which I can't remember. What was it called? Or do you remember? Uh, I forget offhand. But you go downstairs like that, the same, and all of the chairs are facing forward toward the, the stage. And so your job is to sit there and listen to the music as opposed to tables where you would be like more engaged with your company. It's not about that. It's about listening. So it was a really cool club um, in Shinjuku district. Um, and then right across the street was this gay club. And I was like, hey. Uh, and then I looked up where we were later when I got home and yeah, it's a really, so I think I'd like to know more about where I am because mm. you, you're there as a tourist and kind of on the surface because you're only there a few days. It is a surface visit. You're kind of like doing a little survey of where you are, yeah. you know, so brief, but do a little bit more historic history. That's cool. All right. Let's so. Go. Last thing, if somebody, a friend of yours was going tomorrow to Japan, same season, same weather, same everything, um, what would you, what would you tell them? What's your kind of like uh, top tips? I would tell them to make sure you get a Suka card for the train. You could also use your Suka card. You put, you, this is a card that's like an ATM and you put your money on it and it'll, um, allow you access to the train you know you could pay for for things with it so you have to do that 
you have to have a credit card and try to make sure that your credit card it doesn't have fees mm. um, because they take credit cards. Jap- Japan is a or Tokyo is a credit card place. They hardly take any cash. So mm. don't it, I mean, American cash, right. but you can use your credit card in any of the ATMs and it will transfer translate it to uh, the Zen. I mean, Zen, sorry, the Yen. The yen huh? <laughs> um uh, what else in terms of top tip for somebody going tomorrow? What would you tell them? Like, don't miss this. Make sure. You oh, go. like a site or sure. something. Yeah. I mean, I would. I think we really did miss the bullet train. I wanted to go on it. I I would suggest doing that. Going to Kyoto. Try to get to. Um, but that's two and a half hours away. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, take one tour. One mm. tour because at least you get a, a an idea, a lay of the land a little bit more. And yeah. you really get to learn the history of Japan, which we I just didn't know so many things. I learned a lot. So one tour that covers the city, you know, and the history. That's I would, cool. I would do that. Uh, Suka card, credit card, get your phone right so that you could use it <laughs> and get your Internet, um, your Wi-Fi you know, situated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And try the sushi because it's good. And every oh, <laughs> all the food. Yeah, all the food was so good. Yeah, I felt love. Like okay, yeah, I did feel like a visitor, and like I maybe I wouldn't live there. But while I was there, I felt like the food was just so like caring. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that because that was one of your biggest impressions. Is what do you mean about the food? Like you felt love. Oh, I just felt like everything was made from scratch. Everything was seasoned well, um, cooked perfectly to just. Ugh, it was just cooked to perfection, and um, kind of like a high level of attentiveness to the details of yeah, the food. Yeah, the whole culture has like a there's an attention to detail, mm. um, and I mean they're kind very of a precision and. Um, yeah. Taking care of things. Taking not care things of things. Not, or... not, there's no leaving things to chance. And it's um, it's just like from beginning to end, there's no like leaving something undone. Mm. So that you'll just that that's, part of Tokyo is just awesome. So that's like, kind yes. of inspiring and uh, definitely something to learn. From. I was inspired by the how they took care, took care of things yeah. and how efficient they were and how there was no crime. And I mean, it was a little bit like. You think everything's the same, I guess, in some ways, but there's like this idea of um, of care. And I think it translates to how they take care of people, their, their mm. own people. Yeah. So they I felt like they took care of their elders. Well, mm. um, there was a time I went into Starbucks and I was sitting there and an older lady came in and she was looking at me like I was going to get up. Oh, yeah. And I got up because I was like, oh, I think that that's something that they do here is like that if there is a seat. Um, if an older person comes in and you're sit, there's no seats, then somebody should get up. Oh. And I and they did that. And then even on did the you train, take your seat? Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I mean, I assumed it was that. And I think you know that that was it. And on the train, they would say, if someone needs a seat, please be sure to uh, give your seat up. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about Japan. I now want to go to Japan. Oh, you do? You want to go, honey? I missed you. Oh, that's sweet. All right. So, oh, I would say uh, take, yeah, yeah, take your husband to to (laughs) Japan. All right. So, uh, leave us a review, uh, iTunes, send us a message. That's not even all, but that's all I could get in the 35 minutes. It's a lot to talk about. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that really helps us out. 
You can also listen to us on Anchor, Google Play, and Stitcher. And follow us on social media, BWT, but we're together on Instagram. And Wes Creasel and Darlene Creasel on Twitter. 